Energy Sports and brought to you all football season long by the good folks over at ThorumWealth.com. Check them out, T-H-O-R-I-U-M, Wealth.com. More information, full disclosures, our thanks to them for their support of this show and all of CavsCorner.com. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of the aforementioned website. Coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is still December the 18th. We're, we're Because of travel schedules and the holiday and such, this is the only opportunity that we had to record this podcast to preview the Orange Bowl. Uh, I tell you that because, with the caveat that if anything happened between essentially December the 18th and the bowl game, um, we probably don't know about it. Um, but hopefully that won't... Uh, Deflate your enjoyment of, of this year program, uh, where we are going to talk about the Orange Bowl, Florida, Virginia, um, a whole lot of orange and blue on display, and Miami on the 30th. Um, should be a fun time. Some of us are flying in the day of and flying out that early next morning, which basically means we're going to sleep at our airport for the first time. Kind of looking forward to that in a weird sort of messed up way. Um, but yeah, we will be uh, on the scene in uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Um, to uh, cover the action for you. Uh, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. Up in Fishersville, David Spence is still uh, on this program. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm feeling a little historic. This has to be the first podcast discussing Virginia playing in the Orange Bowl ever recorded, like dedicated to the Orange Bowl. So we got that going for us. Who Days on the board at Who Days on Twitter. And up in rest of the staff writer, Justin Ferber, is also quote-unquote back because we literally just hung up the other one. How's it going, man? How you been in the last like four minutes since we hung up? Good. I uh, found out I'm out of white claws. Oh, um, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so that's something else. Uh, by the way, uh, I've slept in airports a few times. You're not going to be looking forward to, <laughs> or you're not you're not missing anything. Like it's not great. No, but no, no. But I think it's like some sort of hours. rite of passage. You know, like you, you know. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Like. <laughs> Like getting a prostate exam would be a rite of passage. Wow. Um, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Wow. Um, Cavs Corner also is on the Twitter machine. Uh, Cavs underscore Corner. Great. Place I mean, you're to- supposed to do it. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, well, all right. You're supposed to do it. I'm writing that one down for the um, title <laughs> of the episode. You're, you're, you're 50 years supposed old or whatever, right? To do it. Uh, all right. You guys are almost there. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Um, Shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for the in-game updates, content items. I can't make a joke out of that. And the occasional witty banter. All right. So this game is – I'm going to steal Dave Stunner because I know what he's going to say. Um, we had this whole discussion, quote-unquote, offline. Um, it's not South Carolina in the Belk Bowl. It's not Clemson in the ACC championship game. It's somewhere in the middle. Dave's going to tell you in a second that it's a whole lot closer uh, to the latter than the former. Um you know, I just I think as I the limited amount of um, times that I watched Florida this year, um, it always felt like Florida was a better team than what it could kind of put together. And then at some point, I think they got it sort of pointed in the right direction. I mean, they're a top ten team. You know, they come in at ten and two, six and two in the SEC is nothing to sneeze at. Um, this is only going to be the what the second time these two teams have ever played. Um, I think Florida has won the one game in like the 50s or something like that. Overall, though, I I, I feel like it's going to be a you know it's going to be a I don't want to say gargantuan because that was Clemson. It's gonna it's gonna take a lot for UVA to win this game. What's the current line as of right now? Do we anybody know what the current? I think it's like a little over two touchdowns. Um, somewhere yeah, in 14 there, fourteen and a half ish. So 
that feels I mean that seems about right. I just feel like for Virginia to win this game, they have to sort of do all the things right that they did wrong in the Clemson game. Dave, as you look at this matchup, what stands out to you the most and what do you what's your general sense? I don't know, man. It's like if they're not South Carolina. <laughs> they're not Clemson. No, uh, when I got Go on. into like, when I started looking at them, um, I'll be honest, like and maybe it's because Georgia's been kind of the talk of the East the last couple of years and Alabama's dominated the the SEC and then LSU popped up. Like Florida's kind of the also, you know, forgotten program. So to me, like I still associate them with them with like struggling on offense and getting by on defense. Um, and then I started that's, watching. That's Will Muschamp football. Yeah, that's Will Muschamp, you know. Um, so I started that. watching. They are they do not have that problem. Um, I mean, I think we probably all saw them play Miami to open the season when they were still trying to figure things yep. out. Um, and I think maybe that's somewhere where some of the bias came from. This is a damn good football team. Um, I was trying to figure out, like, I, I figured maybe, you know, Virginia would catch them because they wouldn't take us seriously. Like, it's going to take a gargantuan effort for Virginia to beat Florida. And that's not because... You know, Virginia's not without talent. Florida's just a very, very good program. Um, much closer to Clemson than they are to the South Carolina team we saw last year. Now, it doesn't mean they're at Clemson's level, because I think Clemson may be a different stratosphere, but there's, like, this Florida's team is really good. I mean, they've won 20 of their last 25 games over the past two seasons, um, and the teams they lost to aren't terrible. So they their defense is, I mean, I think, they got what, I think it was right after we, had, right after the matchup got announced, um, I saw some Florida fans kind of yapping about the matchup and how Virginia wasn't a worthy opponent, opponent and all this stuff, and how their defense was as good as Clemson's, if not better. And I kind of laughed, but after watching them, I think their defense might be better than Clemson's. Um, that's not Clemson's strength. Clemson, like Clemson's defense, kind of takes advantage of them being an elite a lot, but. Florida's defense is as athletic across the board and maybe better. I would say definitely better across the defensive line. Um, so defensively, it's, it's going to be a tougher battle than we just saw in the ACC championship game. Offensively, they're not quite at the level of Clemson, especially in the run game. But their passing game is really good. So, I mean, if you're a Virginia fan who kind of says, hey, we beat, us, we beat South Carolina last year in the, in the belt bowl, we should be able to hang with Florida – if you're coming in thinking it's going to be an easy game and we should win, you're going to be disappointed if we get beat by a couple of touchdowns, you should probably go ahead and readjust your thinking. Like, I'm not saying Virginia can't beat them. I think they're beat up, more beatable than Clemson was, but it's going to take a very, very good effort. Ferber, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that you kind of hit it on a lot of the things. I think if you're trying to put them in – if you're trying to list UVA's opponents this year and, like, where Florida would fit in, I would say they're below Clemson but above Notre Dame. Um I think that Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is probably the closest to Florida. Like I would say, of any of the teams UVA's played, I think Florida has more athletes, um, which shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't. I agree with what Dave's saying. I think that they have talent across the board. I don't think that the, I think Clemson and LSU and maybe a couple of these other teams are just on a different level. I think Clemson had so many first round picks on our offense, like. I don't think Florida can replicate that, but what they do well is they just, you know, they get the balls, they get the ball to fast playmakers and athletes in space. They have a pretty good running back. Um, you know, it's pretty remarkable what they've done this year, considering that their quarterback is a backup. Like people forget that. I mean, 
Felipe Franks was supposed to have a really good year this year. I mean, he was one of the guys in the preseason who had Heisman odds, which in itself tells you that he was one of the considered, you know, a candidate. Um, he got hurt, I believe, in the Kentucky game, which is the third game of the season. And, and, and Kyle Trask has been really good, you know, coming in. I think he pretty much took that job. Uh, and, and he's been really good. And, and, and Dan Mullen's a great offensive coach. Um, you know, he's always done a really good job with his quarterbacks. You know, he, he had Dak Prescott. I think Mississippi State was number one in the country at one point. Um, did a good job with Nick Fitzgerald after him. So uh, I think they'll have a good scheme. And I think UVA's DBs will be tested again like they were in the Clemson game. You just hope that they can tackle better. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, uh, a lot of the problems that Clemson and Notre Dame gave UVA, Florida should be able to give them. Uh, like like Dave mentioned, their, their defensive line is probably their strength. Um, their best – it's funny, their best uh, pass rusher, Jonathan Grenard, is actually a guy that UVA has played against because um, he played at Louisville uh, for a couple seasons before he transferred over there. And he was he was like a good up-and-coming player at Louisville when they played UVA. Um, I think he was like a sophomore, uh, and, and he transferred over. But um, I think they, they have a lot of talent there. Uh, C.J. Henderson, who's probably their best defensive player or best pro prospect at corner, is not going to play because uh, he's sitting out for the draft. But um, – I, yeah, I think what Dave said is is really true. I think that the test is going to be tough. It's going to be one of the tougher games UVA's played. But with all that said, it's not a regular season game. It's not an ACC championship game. It is a bowl game, which obviously both teams want to win. But as you saw with South Carolina and as you saw with UVA the year before that, as they were favored against Navy, uh, bowl games are unpredictable by nature. Motivations are unpredictable by nature. Um, you have players that know that they're about to leave the program, either as their last game or they're transferring or they're going pro uh, or whatever. Um, you have coaches who might be one foot in, one foot out. Uh, this is a prestige bowl game, so I'm not exactly sure how that would affect things. Um, I mean, you, you, the the classic example recently is UCF beating Auburn and then Auburn basically saying, like, we didn't care, <laughs> um, which I think is kind of BS. But I mean, that kind of stuff, like, it is a factor. UVA gets up 10 points, maybe Florida just stops. You know, they just, eh, whatever. You know, like, the, nobody consciously does that, but, like, you, you start to kind of take plays off. All of a sudden, you look at what happened to South Carolina. I mean, I, a lot of people, I was talking to people after that game, and they were like, yeah, I don't know if South Carolina really cared, and, and they had a bunch of guys out, but we were in that tunnel after the game, and their players were, like, pissed off. But I think what happens is you just lose focus, and you realize, like, ah, this game doesn't really mean anything towards our season goals. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that bowls just give the potential for all of the stuff that we're talking about from a matchup standpoint to just be like lit on fire and thrown out the window. I like everything you just said, <laughs> like the Thank way you, you so much, the, no, 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 the way you just fr- like frame the, you know, the, the offense and the defense, I, I think for me, it's not necessarily that I think that Virginia beat South Carolina in the belt bowl. So obviously Virginia is going to do the same thing in Florida. I do think though, that if you think about it in terms of um, that, the, um, the staff has a model that worked against South Carolina. What will it do now? Because it didn't work against um, Navy in the military bowl, right? This is, I think um, if they hadn't played Clemson, this would be the, the hardest team you know, Virginia has faced, right? The best team, the, you know, the most talented, the, the most athletic. Um, I think what Bronco said today about, um, 
you know, the, the kind of differences between what Clemson can do with you with the run versus what Florida wants to do with you. I think that gives you an idea that that there needs to be that there ha- that you should that you can have some some excitement or some hope. Um, but it it it's it's one of those things where I feel like what Virginia put out there defensively against Clemson it was it clearly wasn't their best. It wasn't anywhere close. And so Bronco was not I mean he did not mince words today. Um I mean he was very clear about how you know as good as Clemson was, Virginia did not execute and it was it was a really poor performance by their defense. If they clean some of that up, how much does it really move the needle? I think that's the question that really tells the tale. Um, Dave, let, let's let's do it like this. What do you think is the most important matchup in this game? What's what's the one thing that if Virginia um, is going to win, it has to be because of X? What do you what do you, what do you feel? Like? Uh, and don't say score more. Be, don't say score more points. Don't do that. No, no, no. It's going to be the defensive backs covering their wide receivers in space because they're gonna they're gonna force you to do it. Um, you know, Virginia, even against Clemson, you know, stayed out of the nickel for a, quite a while and you know, played Noah a little bit outside. But you're not going to do that. Florida goes wide, wide, you know. Florida does it. Like, they run the ball some, but even their run even their run looks are just to get you in a, you know, for the most part, are just to get you in a look where they can pass against you. So, um, and, and they, they spread the width of the field. So, you know, we're going to have to be, you're going to you're going to get one on one with no one above you no one behind you just because of the way they line up so you're going to have to tackle and to me like that's like i think if you can stop florida from turning what they throw a lot of short passes if you can keep those short passes from being long long gains you can stay in the game um so i mean there's going to be lots of important matchups to me it starts there if they can turn a five yard you know four or five yard out to a to a big touchdown because they got you one on one and you missed the tackle and we've seen that a lot. You know, we saw that a lot against Clemson, and we've seen it in the games that Virginia struggled this year. You know, almost without fail, you know, those the games they lost were their worst tackling game. So, um, with the the defensive backfield that's already kind of banged up and tackling issues that have risen during the year, I, I don't know how you can look at anywhere else but there. What about you, Ferber? What do you feel like is the matchup that Virginia has to win in order to win this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Nash Griffin's going to have to be great. No, wow. Um, wow. I mean, that would be nice, actually. Uh, I think that Bryce Perkins has to win. I think that he has to be great for UVA to win this game. I mean, he was really good in the bowl game. Uh, you know, he's the catalyst for them. You're not going to find a lot of games this season where he played poorly in UVA won, and, and really vice versa. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have to make a number of plays off, off schedule runs. I, I think that... He's just going to have to have one of those games where, you know, he has like 350 yards and gets a bunch of touchdowns through the air on the ground. I think he's going to have to have a dominant performance to, for them to have a, a good chance to win. And I think against a team like Florida, they are a good defense. But I think the way he's been playing, if he can play like he did against Clemson, um, you know, and maybe like the second pick he had was was bad. I mean, the first one was was kind of just bad luck. I think it was one of those plays where he thought, he could throw it up high, and if he didn't catch it being complete, they'd kick a field goal. Um, but I, mean, I think if he can if he can play like that against Florida, I think he can rack up a lot of yards, and they can move the ball. Um, and, and that's going to be the key: is long, sustained drives, 
and and trying to eat up the clock and and try to cash in on those. And, and against Clemson, I mean, you saw some of those long sustained drives, but they only ended up with seven points in the first half. I think they crossed the fifty like four times. Um, and ended up with seven points at halftime. So, I mean, I think you're going to have to do better than that, but you, the recipe is sort of similar on offense. All right. I'm going to ask you guys a question, which hopefully you don't um, rebel against. Um, but somebody asked me on the radio the other day, and I, and I was curious to get your points of view. This package with Perkins and Armstrong, it's been discussed here and there. Um, in the preseason, it was a, it was a much more fun conversation, but then obviously those two guys had their ups and downs in terms of injuries and and that kind of thing. Do you want to see more of it um, in this bowl game? No. If oh okay, tell me why not. It, it's it's every play that Armstrong's in the game, you're taking a receiver out. Um, those I mean, you saw the success rate of those plays, <laughs> like zero percent. Um, I, I don't really see the point, like. It doesn't help you for next year either, so I, I don't really, I don't really think so. I mean, I'm not if they if they throw him out there, I'm not going to throw a fit about it. Like it's fine, but I think they they kind of tried it against Clemson too many times, and it's just like he's not the diversion that they think he is. Like people aren't worried about him at catching the ball, so it's like, and they can guard him, man. It's not like they need to like put extra guys over there. Yeah, I think they just they just they can just play him straight up. Yeah, if you're not going to do something with him in the backfield. You know, where you, you're never really sure. You, yeah. You know, I mean, if he's at wide receiver, it's like, it's why a, not it's a just loss. like throw yeah. the, why not just have Hasis Dubois throw a pass? Like, what's the difference? What about you, Dave? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind running him out once or twice just to give him a different look that maybe you can go to on like a, a, a short yardage play to get him confused um, late in the game. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, maybe I if you run it like on the goal line or something, but yeah. I just, yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's kind of my point. Like, if, if you can get him, you can throw him out there once or twice early just so that when you can bring him in, like whether it's fourth and you know, third, third or fourth and goal or short yardage, you run him out to wide receiver and they burn a timeout trying to f- make sure you're not doing anything. Um, but I don't, you know, I was a big proponent of it going into the Clemson game. I just think, you know, it's, it just wasn't there. He's not like he, <laughs> they're not going to respect him like Taysom Hill. I think that's kind of what we hope. That's what I'm saying. Be, right? Like, those are the players that, like, um, if you had, if, for example, if you had like Kurt and then Bryce Perkins was your backup and yeah. you could throw Bryce Perkins out there at wide receiver, that would actually worry people. They'd be like, oh, you know, this guy can do stuff or he's completely yeah. different than a starter. But like with Brennan, it's like, what what is he giving you that a wide receiver can't besides like maybe the, the threat to throw? But then they can plan that. It's like, okay, well, we'll just whoever is covering him, if he goes in motion and gets the ball, just make sure you take three out of the backfield. You just switch like yeah. basketball. Yeah. So it's not uh, that's yeah, not a I mean, hard concept to stop. I, to me, I think the the better use of, of Brennan is to you know have them both in the huddle and run Brennan out of quarterback and split Bryce out wide. Um, right, I think they would react to Bryce because then it'd be like, okay, what is off. this? Like, yeah, what are they doing exactly. here? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm not anti using it. I mean, I don't think it can be a you know the staple of your offense is going to be three being three. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the other thing I was going to talk about. Right is when you give you give a really good team with some talent and and um you know some pretty good depth you give them a a, you know a bunch of weeks to get ready for you i I think the idea that you're just gonna let bryce go be bryce and he's just gonna like go do bryce things and you're gonna win you're gonna have to have some sort of actual plan and i think virginia has in a way finally figured that out you get the sense the last four games that 
that Robert and I has a good feel finally for what you know. I mean, there's still some there's still some stuff in there that you know it's natural, right, for you to disagree with this or that. But I think overall things seem to make a lot more sense. Um, I think it's good for Virginia that Joe Reed is expected to be back. I think it's good for Virginia that that uh, Jordan Mack is expected to be back. Um, you know, I think about what that defense is going to have to do. I, I just feel like Florida, the way that, that that roster can challenge you edge to edge, um, I mean, what, what team is going to be able to do what they can do in that respect? You know what I mean? Um, they're going to use the whole field. Um, and I feel like the defensive backs are, I mean, it, it, you can watch all the film you want. And, you know, I think that they, they sound, they sounded today like they want to use the Clemson game as sort of a launching off point of, okay, we're going to have to, we need to learn from this, but like until you can routinely see it because you're not seeing it in practice, you know, I mean, they're not, I'm guessing they're not going to do a whole lot of good on good. I'm, I am curious how the, the, the camp model, what Bronco basically said is that they're going to do essentially winter camp versus, you know, so they take the fall camp model and they drop it into the winter. So now all, all dudes do is football. I'm really curious to see how that aspect of it plays into, um, you know, preparing them. I'm guessing it's going to be similar to what they did last year um, with some tweaks. But overall, I, I just, I, I just think the UVA has to be so, so much more consistent. Um, you know, the execution has to be in such a dramatically better level than it was in the ACC championship game. Um, but I, but I wonder, I wonder what if you're if you're Florida and you've been watching film for three weeks and you understand. Um, sort of who Virginia is defensively. Um, I, I just don't know what you do if if they go spread you out. And I mean, I I, I just don't I just don't know how it's going to be much different. Uh, maybe they don't score sixty two, but it's going to be tough to not let them score what thirty five. Um, what's the over under for this game? Anybody, anybody know? Uh, I do not actually know. Well, that's Hold on, I can pull it up. Right, well, I would up. assume if I had to guess, <laughs> if the spread's fourteen and a half, I would say that it's probably something along the lines of fifty-six. Fifty-four. Yeah. Hey, that was impressive, Ferber. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I, like like, I was thinking like thirty-five. I was thinking Vegas like thirty-five twenty-one, something like that. Um, yeah. so. Some random random factoids, just because I think they're interesting. Um, so Virginia has a chance to do something that has not only been done. I believe one other time in 1989, which is win 10 games. Um, this is the second time they will have played 14 games in a season. Um, the 2002 team that won the Continental Tire Bowl also played 14. Why games. did Why did they? That they made After, you know the answer to that. Why did they play 14 games? Because they opened the year in the Jim Thorpe Classic, and apparently yep. that was an extra game. It was like a was bowl that game. Colorado State or something. Yeah. Yeah, but was that like a year where everybody got to no. play an extra game? Or no, something? I don't or was think that so. Just for UVA? I think it's because it was at that point it was an event earlier in the season, like before. Yeah, yeah for some reason, that I, I assume that they I assume that they tried a thirteen game schedule or something, and then we're like, nah, and then backed off to twelve. Because <laughs> remember, before that, everybody played eleven. I'm pretty sure that the '89 season, Virginia also played a game more than most people played. Because they opened against Notre Dame in the kickoff classic that year. Well, I mean, you still see it now. Like, yeah. I mean, like, but that was in the '89. They were, yeah. they weren't playing that. Nowadays, much. it's like you get a waiver if you play Hawaii, where you can play an extra game. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. 
Well, it's because of travel, so you get an extra bye week or whatever. Yeah, UVA played 13 games in 1989, which is definitely outside the norm. They were 10-3 and three that year. Hmm. Yeah, and everyone else played 12. Because they, they opened against uh, defending champion Notre Dame. Was the bowl the game one of the wins? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I was wondering because, I, I mean, like, in so. theory, this would be no, they lost not be Illinois. a 10 regular season win season. But it would they be lost a 10 win season. They lost to Illinois by 10 in the Citrus Bowl that year. <laughs> man. <laughs> he said, man. They lost to number two Notre Dame, number fifteen Clemson, and number eleven Illinois. We won ten games Illinois. and got to play Illinois in a bowl game. <laughs> yeah. Their yeah. worst loss was number fifteen Clemson that year. How about yeah. this? Is going to be the uh, the fourth time that Virginia's played a bowl game at Hard Rock Stadium. Ninety four, ninety six, Carquest Bowls. Joe Robbie. I was there. Wow. And then that Micron PC Bowl in nineteen ninety nine. It was the end of the rock. The Welsh. You know what's and... funny? This might I could be completely wrong about this, but I bet you that this is not. I bet you every single one of those games is probably played in a different name. Two of them <laughs> the were state. the first two, 94, 96 were Joe, Joe Robbie, Robbie, and then the Micron PC player. was pro player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that stadium has been through it. It was it was Joe Robbie, then it was pro player, then it was like Dolphin Stadium, and then it was Dolphin Stadium, and then it was Land Shark Stadium. Good times. Now it's Hard Rock. Hey, before we move on, Justin, answer your question about the 2002 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, UVA played 14 games, but so did Florida State, so did Maryland, so did NC State. But Clemson, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest played 13. North Carolina and Duke played 12. Yeah, so it was almost like they had the option to play an extra game. Wow, yeah, was... that is so random. I bet you know what I bet happened. I bet you it was a year like this where it was yeah, like August twenty second. We played. It was like an extra week game. or whatever, yeah. and then it was like some teams played an extra game and some teams had two buys. Imagine if they had that now, and people would be like, "No, no, no we're going, we're going to play that extra game. Give you this, uh, this extra inventory for the for the network." Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to me. This is kind of an aside, but like, it's crazy to me that everybody's so regimental about these TV rules and everything now. But it's like 15 years ago. It's like, who knows what channel it'll be <laughs> Katie on? Bar the door. Be on. <laughs> it happens. The game just happens. All right, let's um, <sighs> let's let's get to to shoot to picking this thing. Um, in the preseason, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I added in the preseason. Yeah, so we I did it. not have this. In the I had us in the playoffs, so this that's a- true. Dave, Dave had you, Dave had him in the playoffs. But remember, this is a game that UVA fans didn't want to play in, so yeah. I'm sure they're very disappointed. We'd rather be playing Mississippi State in the right. show <laughs> on a Tuesday afternoon or something. <laughs> I mean, ugh. all right, uh, Ferber, we're going to start with you just because I just said that. Um, sure. How? What do you, what, how do you see this one playing out? And give me a give me a, a score prediction. I have a feeling oh, this God. is gonna. No, I'm not doing anything crazy. I have a feeling that this game is gonna be competitive. Um, Interesting. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that UVA is gonna come out <laughs> maybe a little bit more like. I don't know why. I don't want motivated. Is not the right word because I think Florida will be motivated in the Orange Bowl, but I think UVA will come out with something to prove and. Um, I just, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm sure that I might have said this about Kurt Banker's last game in the military bowl, but I just can't see this group of seniors, especially Perkins, going out with like a dud on the, you know, like in the bowl game. Um, I don't think that they're going to win, but like I said earlier, bowl games are weird. Um, 
and and I'm not just saying that to say that. Like the results bear it out. I do a bowl pool every year, and it's like impossible. Like you just you pick against a spread. You watch all the. I watch more college football than almost anybody I know, and and I know nothing at the end of the season. Um, you know, like Utah beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl a few years ago. Um, I mentioned UCF beating Auburn in the Chick Fil A Bowl. Weird stuff happens. Um, I think that it's possible that UVA could win. I I, I do because. Florida, I mean, they are really good, but they're – I feel like they're more prone to have, like, a few mistakes kind of derail them, where I feel like Clemson is just a a war machine that, like, (laughs) is unstoppable. Um, I think that UVA keeps it close, but I think a couple of, like, offensive issues um, parlayed with the defense just getting exposed a few times too many – I think the offense will have some issues like they had in the Notre Dame game where they might give up a couple untimely sacks or maybe a turnover here and there. I think that kind of ultimately keeps UVA from being able to win the game. I'm going to go uh, 34 to 27. All right. Florida. And I think that there is blowout potential, of course. Florida has more athletes all over the field, um, and they're playing a de facto home game. Um, but. I, I just I have a feeling that UVA kind of goes out, and I think if they play like that, I think that UVA fans should hold their heads up high even in a loss and be like, you know what, they played a better team in a in a huge spot, and they and they didn't they didn't fall on their face. You know, they they definitely played better than they played in Charlotte. Um, all right, Dave. Before you go, I I, I have this <laughs> this random factoid here. All right, so, um. This is the second night game that Virginia is going to play at Hard Rock Stadium, which I had not yep. thought about. Um, I made a joke when they lost there earlier this season. I was like, "Oh, they'll get their revenge when they play in the Orange yeah. Bowl." <laughs> I mean, look, long as it's not, long as it's not, long as this thing doesn't end up at fifty-five to ten like it did in '59 when uh, these two teams played for the first time. Also, this is the first time Dan Mullen and, and Bronco Mendenhall are going to coach against each other's head coaches. They were assistants in the BYU Utah rivalry, but. Um, right. All right, uh, Dave. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and then I'm gonna leave you. Thirty four twenty seven sounds kind. Um, I think it'll be more like it. It is kind. It I, I think it'll be more like thirty five twenty four, which is I realize is not that dramatically different. But I just I kind of think to your point about Perkins. I, I don't disagree. Actually, th- I've been thinking about that too. That you know these guys. It makes it makes human sense to me. All right, and this is no indictment of anybody, but it makes it makes sense to me that humans who were preparing for the ACC championship game after beating Tech, maybe they weren't as sharp as they should have been over those few days, right? And it's thanks, it's you know, you're coming off Thanksgiving, you've beaten Tech, you're coastal champs, you're celebrating, and then really quick, you got to get ready, right? And also, then, you know that you're not going to win, and probably. then you, yeah, you know you're not going to win, and you know it doesn't matter, right? Um, I mean, these kids understood. What yeah, like saying. nobody talked about like what happens if they win. <laughs> like you know, it just like didn't even register for yeah. people. I think, I think, I think I we were. I feel like we talked about it walking to the stadium. We were joking about it, but it was never like a. Th- you know what I'm saying? Like we're human. They're human. It's fine. Um, they're not, they're not robots. They're you know like even if they are confident in themselves, they in the that's in the back of their mind, the forefront of their mind. They're like, yeah, Clemson's probably gonna beat the crap out of us. All right. I do think that they go into this game with a different mindset, and I do think that the Clemson game does help them in a way because it it definitely it definitely sets the tone for hey look if you want to win this thing you got to be a whole lot better than you were 
Um, and I think that comes down to prep. I'm not, you know, I don't think it's just, you know, in the game, like, oh man, I suck. I need to focus. Like, I think it's all about the prep. And I do wonder if the different model and the fact that they don't have to worry about school, um, that they can basically be essentially professional football players for the next few weeks, um, it, it, that it, that matters. I just think that Florida, listen, the, the more talented team usually wins. And I think Florida is clearly the more talented team. I do think Virginia will make a game of it. I think it'll be kind of close. Florida pulls away late. Um, everybody goes home happy. Um, I'm not entirely sure like what the Virginia travel situation will be like. I do think there'll be a lot of Florida fans there. I don't know how many Florida fans are actually in South Florida, but I don't know if that matters. Like I've been thinking about that a lot. Like we keep thinking of this as like a home game for Florida. I'm like, well, is it really? But then does it really matter? Because they sold out their allotment already. It, well, but so, no, what I mean, yeah. like, you know, compared, what's the allotment compared to the size of the stadium? Like that's, you know, that's not really, you know, that's not really going to, yeah. you know, that's, that's a, that's a portion. But anyway, the bottom line is, is that it is an easy trip for probably most people um, or easier trip than it would be for folks who, you know, might be living in Richmond or, you know, Norfolk or Charlottesville or whatever. Anyway. So, yeah, I, I think, I, I think it's kind of tight. Virginia does, plays pretty respectably I, w- I mean if they won i would i think i'd be surprised but i wouldn't be shocked I, you know um i don't think they're gonna lose as bad as they did the last time they played florida i don't think they're gonna shut out another sec team in a bowl game which i think was the first time that anybody done that non-sec team to do that and since like 75 or some nonsense um so anyway i i kind of feel like virginia's gonna play pretty well for bryce and you know florida just wins it because florida's more talented um but that's, you know, like my dad likes to say, that's why they play the game. All right, Dave, give us your choice. Um, I mean, to me, bowl games come down to three things. So motivation, talent, and health. Oh, my gosh. And, did you write it, this beforehand? No, no. No, I've been waiting for you to finish talking. I was figuring oh, out. Oh, wow. I just talked for a long <laughs> no, time. Huh? No, I did write it down. Uh, motivation, talent, and then health. And then health kind of includes who's playing and who's not playing because it's a bowl game, right? So I think from a, from a motivation standpoint, I'm going to give the edge to Virginia because I think Bryce, especially Bryce Perkins, I don't want to go out with losing two games in a row. Um, this game is the game. Like, yeah, I know it's a New Year's Six game being played on Monday, December 30th, but there is not a single game happening in the world of football that moment other than ours. Um, there's no NFL game, no other college game. This is ABC Monday night, 8 o'clock primetime. This will be the biggest, you know, the ACC championship game was big, but there's other games, you know, going on at the same time. This is the thing um so i think from a motivation standpoint with the seniors we have with the quarterback we have and with the coaching staff who was look i, I thought bronco was very humble about how the you know the staff didn't do a good job of assessing how good clemson was um so i give the motivation advantage to virginia um who's healthy and and who's going to be playing i think that's probably a push because uh, we don't really know what the health is of florida and virginia we assume we're going to get joe reed back we hope mac is healthy um Hopefully more and, and uh, anyone else who was out can can get together. But we're still missing Bryce Hall and, and other pieces. Um, talent perspective, I think it's pretty clear Florida wins that. So I think it's kind of a push there. So, you know, it's which one outweighs the other. Um, I do expect – to me, this is a game Virginia can win. But it can win it one way only, and that's to, to get a lead early and to kind of stay in the lead. I think the way Virginia can get blown out is getting behind and having to play catch up. Because if you've got to start throwing and throwing downs and getting behind the chains and trying to throw when you because you're trailing, I think that's where Florida's defense becomes a little bit too much for anyone we have on offense to overcome. Um, so 
you know, I think getting the ball first, getting the lead, and being able to play from behind. Florida does have look, Florida's not perfect. Like I said, they're closer to Clemson than they are South Carolina, but but like that's still a they're not Clemson. Like there's a big gap between being closer to Clemson than South Carolina and being Clemson. I, I mean, Clemson. I've watched a lot of football in my life. Clemson, that Clemson offense especially, is the best talent I've ever seen on the field. Um, I've never seen that many dudes get open in two seconds in my life. Uh, <laughs> so, and Florida doesn't have that, but they do have talent. Um, so, uh, it's going to be a tough. Like, I don't know how you can scheme up because that's what the spread is about to kind of keep you from being exotic, keep you on the field. Um, so it's going to come down to winning one-on-one battles. And for me, just because of the the injuries we have in the defensive backfield and some tackling issues that have reared their ugly head, I think the only way Virginia wins it is to get out early and probably have a plus-two turnover advantage during the game. Um, I'd, for me, though, like it's, it's hard for me to see that happening, even as a, a diehard fan that I am. Um, I do think it'll be close, but I've got Florida winning it like 34-24, somewhere in there. Um, I don't think Virginia will get embarrassed. Uh, I mean, the potential's there. If Virginia gets down by a couple scores, like they showed you against Clemson, they're not going to stop trying. And I think if you don't stop trying, it could get ugly. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to play confident and go 34-24 loss. Um, one thing I think that we can all agree on is that um, if Virginia gets down by two scores, everybody will be like, just put in Brendan Armstrong. Because that's the way you know everybody will start turning it to next year. But you're right; these dudes are not going to give up. They're gonna they're gonna uh, be battling. I kind of hope. I, I disagree with that. Anyway, forget no, that. No, no, I'm not saying that that's the thing yeah. that they should say. I'm saying that that's the thing that people will say. Like if it's if it's the middle of the third quarter and Virginia's down 21, you know, 17, 21 points or something, my Twitter mentions will be full of people saying, "Put in Brennan Armstrong." I promise you this. Just like I promised yeah. people that folks would want to know what the B was on Wolderton's size jersey. I, I, I know humans. <laughs> this is how they are wired. I'm not saying that they should be like that. I'm saying that's the way it is. I, what, I, what I was going to go say, though, next was I really hope that Virginia is aggressive. Like, I understand. Oh, I think they will be. The, you know, the idea that, like, you, you, you're – I think it was – who did you, was that you, Dave, that said, that, you know, that you can't get behind the chains. And, like, they, that's exactly right. Yeah, like, yeah. They, if they make mistakes and they get behind, like, they're going to be in trouble. I mean, you think about the – I mean, obviously the situation was a little different last year, but the first touchdown UVA scored last year was on a fourth and goal. I mean, they went for it in a 0-0 game in the first yeah, quarter when right. they didn't need to go for it because they were saying, like, we wanted to kind of take the game early um, and, and we felt like we could score a touchdown there. So, yeah, I would expect them to kind of go for it. And if you just look at Virginia and the three biggest games they've played this year, like Notre Dame, Clemson, and Virginia Tech, they were aggressive in all three. Um Ran no huddle against Clemson. Um, yeah. Notre Dame, they had an onside kick, and they ran some no, little bit of tempo in that game. And then Virginia Tech, they ran a little tempo early, and you know they never let off the gas. So, yeah, they they don't seem to like wane. Or it's the other games we've seen like lack of aggressiveness that's driven us crazy. It hasn't been the big games. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. And, that, and that Notre Dame game, I, like I said, I don't I don't expect UVA to win. I think it's possible, um, but the reason I kind of think it'll be competitive is that Notre Dame game. I think that. Yeah. In the first half of that game, they more than held their own. I mean, they won, they were leading at the half, and they easily could have led by more after the onside kick. Um, 
they were undone there by turnovers. I think they had like five and eight sacks. Yes, they did. Even with Florida, even with Florida having a great defensive line and, and everything, I don't see it getting that ugly because I think UVA's improved some of the things they needed to work on. Um, yeah. And with that, I think that if UVA can move the ball and, and get some stops, obviously their defense isn't as healthy as they were in South Bend. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that anything's possible. Like you, you never know. Um, Weird, weird bowl results. I mean, people laugh at bowl results all the time. It's like, oh, that's a lopsided bowl game, and then they end up it, – it completely flips the other way. Um, so, who knows? Yeah. And if you're a member I mean, like, of the I mean, if I had told you, If I had told you before the military bowl that UVA was going to lose four – or one of the two teams was going to lose 49-7, to I bet you we would have assumed <laughs> that UVA just killed them. Like, we would have been like – because UVA was favored, and we were like, Navy doesn't have any athletes. But, I mean, when that game started to go bad – you know, it's like it's the last game of the season. There is no other game. We're not playing for something else. It just becomes like we don't really want to be out here in this two-degree weather anymore. Yeah. Well, I think that is a good place to put a pin in it for the second time tonight, but um, only the first time for most of you listening to this. Unless you listen to both of those shows back-to-back, in which case uh, we probably sounded exactly the same. Um if you are somebody who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. Uh, look us up on all of the different podcast apps of choice. Um, ratings, reviews, um, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you are somebody who found the pod but has not given us a look at the site, check us out, caps1.com. I have no idea what's on this website as you listen to this because I am out of time right now. So um, I'm sure there's some good stuff. There was a We took a break probably for Christmas. Um, a whole bunch of people probably made a you know several threads where they were calling each other names that they shouldn't have had. Um, if I haven't gotten a chance to clean that up yet, I apologize. Um, hit the fanatics link, even though technically by the time you listen to this, will it be after Christmas? Maybe. Yes. Um, maybe Christmas has already passed. Whatever. More presents. It's fine. You know, whatever. Uh, anything that you, you purchase from that link, UVA or otherwise goes to support the uh, site. So we very much appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank, uh, Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time. As always, I want to thank our sponsors, Thorium Wealth and uh, Second String Sports, even though they didn't get an ad read in this show, um, they still they still get the they still get the love at the end as if it happened. Uh, ThoriumWealth.com, T H O R I U M, uh, Second String Sports, second with a two. Um, so for David Spence, Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorn.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon. <laughs>